I'm really excited to be here. I hope you guys are too. I love you. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for that wonderful introduction. Amen. That was for me, right? Okay. Amen. Wow. You know, it, it really is. It's great to be. I, I had a marvelous, marvelous time at the man camp. Uh, it was a, not men's camp. It was man camp, you know. So we couldn't even use the restrooms up there because it's men's room, you know. <laughs> Any, uh, don't, don't worry about it. The nuts has already started, okay, really. I need to talk to you about something this morning. I need to talk to you about something that's very, very important. I'll read something from what David said, our, our, our wonderful king who we have worship uh, uh, handed down from and, and uh, just all these different wonderful things that David has done. You know, I want to read this scripture from verse uh, 1 of chapter 28, and you'll kind of catch the gist at this time where we want to go with this particular message and what we're going to talk about. Uh, to you I will cry, O Lord, my rock. Do not be silent to me, lest if you're silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Now, that's a pretty stirring scripture, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying this. If you don't hear the voice of God, you're going to go straight to hell. Okay, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. What's being said here is that if I'm not hearing the voice of God, then I, 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 I'm not going in the right direction. And as a Christian person, we, we really need to hear the voice of God to be going in the right direction. And the voice of God is not a rocket science thing. Okay, let me, let me, let me uh, uh, share this with you over here. here here's, here's six ways that I hear the voice of God, and you probably do it the same way. Because I, I, if you have more ways, that's great. But here's, here's one. The Bible. If you want to really hear the voice of God, read the Bible. And God, I'll tell you, will take all this beautiful word that he has for the church and for the community and for the world and, and bring it down in like a funnel form, boop, to you personally. Isn't that awesome? Come on, you guys get a little bit excited, okay? You guys don't start getting excited. I'm going to look real stupid here in a minute. I don't. But anyway, uh, the Bible. How many read the Bible? How many fellowship in the word? You see, less hands went up there. But, but you see, uh, you know, how do we treat the Bible? Do we treat it alive or do we treat it like just something we're reading? You know, I mean, let this thing really saturate our lives. Another thing is the gifts of the spirit, prophecy, knowledge, vision. Uh, another thing is godly counsel, getting godly counsel from someone, which usually comes from the word of God anyway. Mostly all of these things that we're talking about are going to come from the word. Every one of them. So we want to hear God. We need to start reading the Bible. We need to start studying the Bible. We need to start uh, uh, really making the Bible not only a, a, a study aspect of our life, but a real doing aspect of our life. The Bible says real clearly in James, it says, if we're a hearer of the word and not a doer of that particular word, we're going to end up deceiving our own self, which we have a lot of deception in the world today. We don't need ourself in that, uh, in that count. We need to hear the Spirit of God every day. We need to hear uh, the Lord speaking to us on a daily basis. Uh, uh, another thing is uh, sermons, teaching uh, are great. Uh, our circumstances is another thing. 
If you read the life of Joseph, uh, Genesis chapter 37 through chapter 50, you'll find out that man, Joseph had to hear the word of God. He got a word from God, and he was totally ostracized for it. And the next years of his life was put into prison, hurt, wiped out. His brother sold him to the enemy <laughs> instead of killing him. Reuben was the guy that got that idea. No, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill Joseph because of the word he gave, that they're going to bow down to him. They wanted to kill him. Get this, you know. Reuben came on the scene. He said, what are you guys talking about? We're going to kill him. We're going to kill our brother. Reuben says, you can't do that, man. He's our brother. Uh, Reuben, that's why they named a sandwich after him. You don't hear of a Jacob sandwich or anything like that. You hear a Reuben sandwich, yeah. Because Reuben got that idea. Don't kill him, man. You can't kill a guy. Let's, you know, well, what do you want to do with them? I mean, the guy's kind of a thorn in our flesh. What do you want to do with the guy? The guy's only telling them what God told him. Why don't we just throw him in a pit, leave him in there for a while, and then sell him to the enemy that comes along, the next enemy that comes along? How about that, you know? Come on, you see Joseph kind of get out of that pit, you know, and they pull him out of the pit. Oh, man, I thought you guys were, you know, I, I thought you were going to leave me in there for a long time, man. Hey, what are you doing? No, what's the rope for? You know, hey, wait a minute. Hey, guys, this is, joke has gone too far. Come on. They drug him off, man, in Egypt. And then the rest of the story is they ended up bowing down to him later on because that was the word of the Lord. That's what came to him. And so the word of God, that's a tremendous way. And he heard God. You see, we need to really... Uh, 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 see ourselves hearing God. Let's go into, let's go into uh, uh, the book of Isaiah real quickly and uh, look at a few scriptures there, and I want to show you something about God here. First of all, we contend with a lot of things in our life. One of the, the, the three things we contend with, the voices that come our way, is the world, the flesh, and the devil. That's, that's, that's consistent every day. Are, are you with me? The world, the flesh, and the devil is trying to feed into our lives every day. Now, the devil, I could shut down. The world, you, you could be talking to me, and I have what's called, in my old age, selective hearing. <laughs> I could be going, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm over there somewhere. Uh, I'm in the coffee shop. Hey. <laughs> I could shut you right down, man, right now. <laughs> You're telling me the most important aspect of your life. And I'm going, neat. <laughs> but there's one thing that I have a really hard time shutting down. That's my own head. <laughs> Boy, that voice that I got inside of me. <laughs> man, that thing is a bad news deal. Boy, it's trying to get me all the time. See, on a good day, on a good day, I don't even need a devil. Wow. I can get by on my own. I don't have to tell, have an imp on my shoulder whispering in my ear when I'm riding my bike down the highway and a BMW is sitting this far away from me at 75 miles an hour. I don't have to have a voice telling me, throw something over your shoulder into his windshield. <laughs> Those thoughts just come automatically to me. I don't need a devil to tell me that. Carry a pocket full of ball bearings, just throw them over your pocket. <laughs> 75 miles an hour, he pulls off to the side of the road somewhere. And you go on with your life in a happy way. 
I'm telling you about these thoughts, and they sound funny, but we have thoughts like this all the time. I need to hear the Holy Spirit in my life. I need to have the Holy Spirit sitting on my back. I need, I need, that, I need that scripture in there where he says, uh, he come to bring things to your remembrance, whatsoever the Lord has told you. I need that Holy Spirit doing that to me. I don't know if you like to hear the word when somebody, you do something wrong and somebody looks up and says, uh, 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 I told you so, I told you so. I don't know if you like that or not, but that's the Holy Ghost. He came to bring things to our remembrance, whatsoever the Lord has told us. Man, I'll tell you something, I need that Holy Ghost. I need that, I, I need him all the time coming into my life doing that. You know, hearing the voice of God is really, it's not rocket science, but let me, let me, let me uh, just say this. And when they train a treasury agent... They don't show them all kinds of counterfeit money because there's so many different variations of counterfeit money. They'd go crazy trying to learn the little niche here and the little thing here and the little thing. Know what they do? They give them real 20s, real 50s, and real 100s. And they study it and study it and study it. And a good treasury agent who's been trained that way can be 20 or 30 feet away from somebody passing money in their hand and they'll say, let me see that bill. And they'll look at it and say, that's not good. It's counterfeit. Because they know the real thing. There's no use of us trying to study all these different things of what's trying to talk to us. We need to know the real thing. We need to focus on God. We need to focus on Jesus. We need to focus on the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to us, but we need to do this daily. Now, I'm going to take you to Isaiah over here, and I want to read a few verses of Scripture, two verses of Scripture for you. And I want you to really listen to this real close, because here's what God is after in you and I. And it's pretty clear. The Lord God has given me, I'm going to read out of verse 4 of chapter 50 of Isaiah. He says, the Lord God has given me a tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak. Now, this is a great thing. This is a tremendous gift. I mean, can you imagine that God is saying to you and me, I'm giving you the tongue of someone who is really learned that, that, that you could speak. And listen to this. He goes even further with this particular description. He says this, a word in season to him who is weary. He says, not only do I want to give you a word to speak, I'm going to tell you what to say and how to really lift this person out of where they're at. I mean, this is awesome stuff. I mean, this takes your witnessing abilities just right up to number 10 right away. Because it's God that wants to speak to us. It's the Holy Spirit. And usually when somebody's, God's telling you to witness to somebody, that person's already been prepared in some way. When I did Glad Tidings School of Evangelism, we learned that uh, if we lead somebody to the Lord, they had at least five to seven contacts before we actually got them to pray with us. So we really need to start hearing what God is saying. Look at what he's saying here. He's saying, I'm giving you the tongue and the learn. I want, I want you to, to, to use that uh, uh, tongue that I'm giving you to uh, preach a word to him who is, in, who is weary. And listen to this. He awakens me every morning. Isn't this awesome? I mean, you thought it was your alarm that awakes you every morning, right? I believe it was the Holy Spirit who was saying, you know, your alarm awakes you at 6, six o'clock, you know. Maybe you should have set it for 545, and you wouldn't have to be driving down the highway going to that person, get out of that way! <laughs> yeah, oh, good. He awakens me morning by morning. Listen to this part. Listen to this part. He awakens my ear. How many activities do we have in the morning before we even say hello to God? I mean, how many things do we have scheduled? You know, like the, the teeth thing. I mean, it's important. It really is. I mean, you know, brush your teeth, please. Wash your face. Comb your hair. Do all that kind of stuff. 
But the first thing that God is going for to you and I is our ear. The first thing he wants to get from you and I is the, is the attention of that ear. Why? So you can just kind of like, hey, man, what, 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 you know. Uh, no, no, he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. He wants to lay some things down for us. Maybe our day would go a lot better, and maybe the schedule that we have set for ourselves will flow a lot better if we can just hear God every once in a while. But we get so busy in our schedule. I know I talk to people all the time. I've talked to people in this church right now that they say, oh, man, I took out another project, or I did this, or I took, you know, man, I'm so busy. Now I hope I can get done by, I don't think I'm going to get it finished, you know. I mean, that's, that's busy, man. And God's walking behind us going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Listen, here, I'll tell you what else he does. This is good, too. It says here that not only awakens my ear, he hear, uh, to hear like to learn. See, the above scriptures kind of are a little bit null and void if you're not really letting God get to your ear. If you're standing there and you're a witness and you're going, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know. You know then then we, let's hear Let's just hear what God is saying. It's not, it's not rocket science. He might just say something like this. Say hello. What? Really? Hello. Oh, hi. How are you doing? Good. God loves you. Oh, God, he does. He really does. Oh, my. Go figure on that, man. I've had this happen. Listen, October 31st of this year, just a few days from now, it'd be 60 Two years, or, or excuse me, 52 years from receiving Christ. I received Christ on Halloween night, 1965. And I've seen this, what I'm talking to you about right now, I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen. I'm in a grocery store, and the Lord would speak to me as I'm walking away saying, you forgot to talk to the cashier. Go, go talk to her. I turn around. Nobody else in the store. She's standing over there. I look at her. She says, did you forget something, sir? I said, yes, I did. Would you pray at me as Jesus into your life? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Really? <laughs> Come on, guys. We need to start hearing God because there's some spectacular things that God wants to do through you and I. And if we're not hearing him, then we're just doing our own thing. Really? We need to start focusing on something. Look at, look at God says this. Here, here's, what he, here's, how, here's how adamant God is about this ear thing. He awakens my ear to hear is to learn. The Lord God has opened my ear. I mean, he's over there like this in the morning. Hello, hello. <laughs> the godly finger from heaven is ah, de-waxing us, and we don't even know it. God really wants to talk to you and I. God really wants to use us in, in such a spectacular and mighty way. But you see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You and I have our own agendas. And here's what our own agendas will cause us to do if we're not really kind of adhering to what God is trying to say to us in this Isaiah scripture. Look at this. It says, uh, I'll read this. The Lord God has opened my ear. And here, listen, listen to this. And I was not rebellious. In other words, that's an option. Just, just, just if God's talking to you, just, I'm not doing it. Just totally rebel. Then it says here, nor did I turn away. Nor did I turn away is something like this. 
something like that. Kind of works into something like that. How much do we want to hear God? Do we really want to hear him that early in the morning? I mean, do we want him to grab our ear in the morning? Because he might upset our whole day. If we give God a chance, my goodness, I might not even get coffee until nine. <laughs> that would be hurtful. Wow, well, I'm, I'm getting this introduction finished here real quick, but I can see it's not working that well. James 1, verses 19 through 20, listen to this. Therefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Every man be swift to hear. But then look at the next phrases. Slow to speak, slow to wrath. Isn't it funny how he's saying, I want you to be quick to hear me, because if you're quick to hear me, you know what's going to happen? You'll be slow to speak. Because sometimes, I'll tell you something about, about speaking. I, if I was God, see, this is why I'm not God, Okay. If I was God, nobody, even the women, would have hair. <laughs> nobody would have hair in this room. We would have big rubber tips that are called erasers on our head, and when we say something, oh, that's gone. <laughs> and the people that we said it to go, what was that? Nothing. Don't say nothing. <laughs> because we say crazy things to people. Sometimes they say crazy things and we claim it's God. Drink vanilla extract and stand on your head for a while. <laughs> say the Lord. <laughs> no, I, come on. I mean, crazy stuff. That's why the Bible is so important to you and I. That's why the Word of God is so important. Billy Graham was asked one time, he said, Dr. Graham, what would you do differently if you had it all over to do again? And without hardly any hesitation whatsoever, here's Dr. Graham, this great man of God. I mean, a great man of God. He says, I would listen more and speak less. That's what he says, the importance of listening. Now, listening is just not hearing. Everybody here hears a message in the morning. You can go, whoa, all right. Whoa, where are you? Church, all right. Wow, what they talk about this morning? Whoa, all right. We hear it, but we don't listen. I find myself doing that all the time. It's crazy. I can be so selective in your hearing like that. Man. In St. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, it has a, a, a portion of Scripture there that talks about the sheep hear my voice, and, and when they hear my voice, this is the whole reason why they follow me. See, I, I'm trying to bring down, I'm not trying to hurt anybody or embarrass anybody or make anybody even feel bad. But the thing is, is that we're not hearing God. We are not going in the right direction here. We're on a, we're on a path that's all of our own. We're on a path that's self. We start hearing God, we start turning our life, and it starts taking us in directions, and, and, and wonderful things start happening, and we start testifying to those wonderful things happening, and, and sometimes in our own self, we're wondering how it happened. Yeah. Many, many times in witnessing, 
talking to people about Jesus, man, the, the, the miraculous just takes place. It just does. People you don't think would ever even be receptive to you. All of a sudden, man, they're, they're leaning on you, crying. Some biker guy that's carrying two guns is telling you next breath, I know what you're talking about, man. I understand what you're saying. A guy you would never talk to. I was a greeter at the door at the biker church, you know. You didn't just hug them when they came in. You patted them down, man. <laughs> I think I'm kidding. No. And he says that in a couple times in the scripture. He says, the sheep hear my voice and they follow me. I want to tell you, one of the characteristics of God's voice, it's not a driving voice. You start getting a driving voice in your life, you better check that voice because it's not God. Because God is a wooing voice. God is a calling voice. God is out there before you. Peter on the water. Jesus was in the boat saying, go! <laughs> Idiot. No, no. Jesus was out on the water and called him to him. You see, it's this kind of thing. Zacchaeus in a tree. Little beady-eyed freak up there hanging out of the tree, man. Ripping off everybody and even his mother. A thief. Stealing from people left and right. Jesus walking down, his security men around him. No, keep moving, keep moving, Lord. Yeah, he said, don't touch him. Get out of here. No, no, leave him alone. What does he do? He stops right under the tree. And uh, James and John, those guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Look at in the tree. He says, uh, Zacchaeus, come on down, man. Like a game show. Zacchaeus comes down. They all go into the house of Zacchaeus. And he says this. Ah! He just yells at Jesus. I gave, take it from the poor. I'm going to give the every man fourfold. Uh, I'm going to restore, restore, restore. Ah, boom, boom. And the disciples are looking at him going, whoa. Jesus says, I was just coming over for a cup of coffee, but this is, this is good. His whole life changed, man. One word. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I mean, you know, you see Jesus in the scripture sometimes when he witnesses the people. He doesn't use hard phrases and things like that. You know, God has a couple of strikes against him, though, when it comes to, to dealing with us. Listen to Isaiah chapter 55 and verse, verse 8 and 9. It shows that God has two strikes against him here. Listen to this. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. I mean, whoa. Who do you think he's suggesting should change here? I don't think he's going to say, hey, man, I'll just change my word. <laughs> Let's just do that. No. I think he really is looking for us to change. And one of the ways to change is to really start hearing God, really start hearing what he's saying to us. Really open our ear. Really let, let, him, let him get our ear in the morning. Let him get our ear when we're going to work. Let him get our ear when we're going down the road. Let him get our ear when we step out of bed, put our feet on the floor, and the first thing we do is, man, oh, just open up. You don't have to go through some big, oh, God, that's a big You don't have to go through all kinds of flailing around like a fish on the floor or something. I mean, come on, just open your ears. Just listen to him. It could be when you're brushing your teeth. I got some great revelations brushing my teeth. Man, I'm writing stuff down. I'm trying to spit in the sink. 
Let God speak. Let him talk to you. Let him, you know, let him, let him do it. It's a simple thing. Well, you know, when I talk to my kids, I never use a pie chart and percentages and stuff like that, you know? Like, here you are, Dave. I'll tell you what, right now. Look at here. Here's where, here's where your age group is right here. This should be, you should be 25% up in this area, right? And over here, you know, my son is down drilling. I totally lost him. His eyes are closed, one of them at least. No, I, I, I say things like this. Dave. No. <laughs> Pretty explicit. No. Hey, okay. <laughs> Not now, son. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you're, you're, it's just crystal clear. And the Holy Spirit wants to do this kind of thing to you and I. If I would have listened to the Holy Spirit when I was listening to that salesman in Tyler, Texas, talk about a timeshare, I wouldn't have had to suffer for four or five years paying for that stupid thing and use it once. <laughs> it really paid off, man. Just listen for the Spirit of God to instruct you. When you go to the mall or go to some store or go down or go to some restaurant, listen for a minute. Just listen for a minute. It's ironic how I've sat there in a booth and a waitress would come by and I'd say, how are you doing? Or, or just start a conversation. And in a matter of two or three minutes, you know about all of her children. You know she's been divorced at least twice. You know, uh, all these things are coming. And then you give her a, a track. I give her a, a life and death card and ask her if I could pray for her. So many times right there, right, right, right where you're at, man, people will just bow their head. They'll just, they'll just, they'll just, they'll just want you to do it. Yeah. Guys, you're planting churches everywhere. You're going cross country and stuff like that. You're going San Francisco. I mean, you're, you're planting churches. You're going to Grants Pass right now. Man, let God speak. Let God say things to you, man. I'll tell you something. You won't be able to contain what's going to happen, Really? Let it happen. Let God say it. Let God do it. In Hebrews chapter 5, I'm going to read that for you, Hebrews chapter 5. And uh, I, I'll just uh, read a few verses of Scripture here. This is, this is the writer of Hebrews, and what he's doing is he's, he's talking about Melchizedek, the priest in the Old Testament, who is likened to Jesus in the New Testament, okay? And he's saying some things to the Hebrews here, and one of the things that he says, listen, listen uh, 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 to this in verse 11. He says, uh, talking about Melchizedek, he says, of whom, he says, of whom we have much to say. I'd really like to tell you a lot about this subject. I'd like to really pour out everything that's in my heart about this subject to you. He says, man, but it's hard for me to explain it to you. Now, he wasn't talking about a deficiency in his own ability to explain this because he knew exactly what he was talking about and he knew exactly where to go with this message. He knew exactly how to say it. But he says, one of the reasons why I can't relate this to you the way I want to is, is because you have become dull of hearing. Your hearing's become dull. Now I want to show you that when I looked this thing up, dull of hearing, I found out there, it was mentioned three times in, in the Bible, three times dull of hearing. Twice it has to do with the ears. Once it has to do with the heart. 
But the, but the word ears is, is alluded to in the Bible 150 times at least. With the most common phrase of that is, he that hath the hear, ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. So what I'm picking up from this is what we hear when we hear God. It's not just for me. It's for the body of Christ. It's for, it's for the people in our community. It's for the people in our state. It's for the people in our country. It's for the people in our world. It's ironic how God could focus things down to us individually and have it shoot back out to everybody. This is crazy. I'm hoping that you're so silent because it's, God is convicting us here. Not only you, but me. You see, this word, this word dull breaks down into Greek. I looked it up in the, in the concordance. Listen to this. There's four different aspects of it. First one was sluggish, sluggish ears. Only you and I know if we have sluggish ears. Sluggish ears are just ears that, that you know, uh, yeah, I don't feel like it. Sluggish ears. Uh, I feel a little, a little slow. <laughs> See, the word sluggish is socially acceptable. If you went to somebody and says, Riley, I, look, I, I feel a little sluggish today, man. You know, Riley might even say to me, you know, I do too, dude. I really do. I, I, you know, uh, the next one in, in, the, in the lineup is lazy. And that's a socially acceptable word too, lazy. Man, I'm feeling lazy this weekend. What are you going to do? I'm just going to lay down on the couch, man. I'm going to get the remote, go back and forth. You know what the person might say to me? That sounds so good. See, we've, we've, we've accepted some things in the church, sluggish ears, sluggish hearing, uh, lazy hearing. We've accepted some of this stuff as just okay, the norm. It's okay, everybody does it. Everybody's sluggish, man. Everybody's lazy. But that's not the truth. See, God wants us, uh, wants us to look and see, what kind of ear do I have? Is my ear sluggish to the word of God? Is my ear sluggish to what God wants to say to me? What God wants to do through me? Am I sluggish? Well, see, those two words were socially acceptable, but it really loses its social acceptance on the next word, and that's slothful. Which slothful, listen to this one. Slothful means not being diligent, but it goes a little bit further in the book of Proverbs when this is written. The desire of the slothful man kills him. That's, that's kind of nasty, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of hard. It's harsh. The desire of the slothful man kills. You know, slothfulness is not a good thing. Slothfulness is not a good thing. You want to feel what slothfulness is like? Next time you're going through the desert, go out there and hug a cactus. And feel right away. Woo, <laughs> that feels good. No, it doesn't feel good. And some of us have gotten slothful in our, in our, in our way, in our approach to God. We've got slothful in that area. Now, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, really. But we're in a day and age right now where we need to hear God explicitly in our lives. We need to hear God truthfully in our lives because this is the truth. I'll tell you something. That's another way to distinguish if it's God speaking to you because it'll always be truth. And truth sometimes doesn't set well with you and I. It just doesn't. Slothfulness. And then there's the last one. Stupid. I couldn't even believe that was in the concordance. Stupid ears. Not ignorant, because ignorance is another thing. He's just uninformed. But stupid is one thing. We're in the book of Acts. If you look when Peter preached that message in the book of Acts, 
right there up front. You find out that the, that the people listened to him. They heard what he had to say, but they didn't do it because it was, that was stupid ears. They knew what was right, and they knew what to do that was right, but they refused to do it. Sometimes we know exactly what's right. And we know that, that this, what I, my action right now could really please God. And we choose to do the wrong thing. We choose to go the wrong way. You know, it's not rocket science, like I say, guys. It really isn't. You know, we have some, some hearing problems. Ho, oh, you're kidding. What happened to the 10-minute sign? Two? I wasn't even looking. Ow. Okay. We all have common hearing problems. Listen to this. We don't understand. You ever, you ever been there? You don't understand something? You ever not understand God? Let's start hearing them. I've got, I've got things on all these, all, all these, but we don't have a chance to get into all the scripture on it. But, but we're forgetful. This is a beautiful one, isn't it? Forgetfulness. Wow, we misinterpret what we hear. We have doubt. There's another, that's a beautiful one. We have doubt. Doubt sinks you. Peter sunk on the water. He had doubt, but it didn't sink Jesus. He still stayed there. Okay, so I want you to know that Jesus will still keep talking to us even if we're doubtfully sinking somewhere. I mean, Jesus wants to talk to us. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to us. He desires that. Preoccupation, here's a, here's a big one. We don't have time. We just don't have time. These are hearing problems. And another one is weary and tired ears. Weary and tired ears. Hearing is an inconvenience right now, man. God wants to change a lot of directions in our lives. Amen. If we're not really hearing God the way we should, then we need to check the walk that we're walking the path that we're going down right now. It's, and, and it's up to us to do that. It's not up to me to look to your path and say, hey, you're wrong. It's up to you to look to that path. It's up to you to hear God. I can hear God for you, but that doesn't mean anything if I just say it to you because you could say, yeah, okay, you can shut me off just like the world of flesh and devil thing. You can shut me off if you want to. But when God starts talking to you and he starts embracing your heart and he starts really, really getting inside here and he starts moving in the Holy Spirit who dwells within, starts stirring within you and I, it's hard sometimes to say, no, God. God doesn't want to ramrod us and beat us into submission. Like I say, he's a drawing voice. He's not a beating voice. God wants to draw you and I into his presence, into his love, into his goodness. But he doesn't want to only draw us. He wants to draw other people. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 21 through 32, I, I'm, I'm encouraging you, please, this week, you read the Bible. Uh, I, I'm encouraging you to read the Bible. Pick this up and go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter, uh, chapter 2, excuse me, chapter 4, and, and verses 21 through 32. And what happens is this. He says, if so be that you have heard me, and the truth, as the truth is in Jesus, if so be that you have heard me and been taught by him, it's talking about all of us hearing God. And then it goes into a real long list of things that, uh, that, that will show you, you can look at this list and, 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 and 
Put your own life in these places, these notches, and you'll find out right away, man, am I really hearing the Lord here? And there'll be things that you can change in your life to really put yourself in a position to start hearing God clearer and more precise in your own life, in your everyday walk with God. Most of the things, let me give you a, a, a spoiler alert here, okay? A spoiler alert. Most of the things in those scriptures you're going to see when we're hearing God, what's coming out of here in you and me is definitely going to change. It will change the way we address our families. It'll change the way we address our, our workers. It'll change the way we address our schoolmates. It'll change the way we address that waitress in the, in the restaurant. It will change the way that we speak to people. It has to do with the mouth. The ear bone is connected to the jaw bone. So hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Stephen, come on. I'm finished.